You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Some people come into our lives and quickly go like waves, briefly touching the shore. Some people stay for a while and give us a deeper understanding of what is truly important in this life. They touch our souls. They leave footprints on our hearts. And we will never, ever be the same. It would come to define who he was, a man legendary for his poise, his resiliency, and his greatness. Coach Vince Lombardi wanted to run, but with just 16 seconds left, Bart Starr wasn't sure enough of his guys could dig into the frozen tundra at Lambeau Field to give Chuck Mercine the room he needed. Down 17-14 and no timeouts left, the Packers were taking a gamble, running the ball at all. Tom Landry and the Cowboys were expecting a pass. Starr checked with Jerry Kramer, confirming he could get enough into the rock-hard ground frozen from 20 below temperatures. Kramer said yes, and Bart Starr made a gamble for the ages. Third down, inches to go to Bader. 17-14, Cowboys out in front. Starr begins the count. Takes the snap. He's got the quarterback sneak and he's into the touchdown and the Packers are out in front. And the Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions. His sneak defined his legacy as a player, but it shouldn't. Or at least it shouldn't be where the story ends. It's certainly not where it begins. Picked in the 17th round in 1956, Bart Starr was always an unlikely hero. He was an NFL MVP in 1966, the Super Bowl MVP in each of the NFL's first such games, and became a Pro Football Hall of Famer in 1977. In all, he led the Packers to five NFL titles. To this day, he's the highest-rated passer in playoff history, a quarterback whose name never seems to come up in greatest-ever conversations, but who unequivocally belongs there. President Richard Nixon would say of Starr, The 60s will be described as the decade in which football became the number one sport in America, in which the Packers were the one number one team, and Bart Starr was proudly the number one Packer. Whatever failings he had as head coach should not undermine what he did as a player, nor should it take away from the work he did for those around him. Starr was adored by those who knew him, revered by anyone who came into contact with him. His character as a person was so exemplary, the NFL named an award after him, honoring those who personify the ideals Starr held dear. Starr and his wife Cherry created the Rawhide Boys Ranch to help at-risk boys in Wisconsin and the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation as well as the Starr Children's Fund to help with childhood cancer research. They say don't meet your heroes. I never met Bart Starr, but my father did when I was a child. He autographed a football for me with the inscription that said simply, Dear Peter, you can do it. Good luck. That was Bart Starr. He cared about you even if he didn't know who you were. When the Packers retired Brett Favre's number, a brutally cold and rainy night, Starr underwent experimental treatment following multiple strokes and a heart attack just to be there. His elation at being there with Favre on that night was palpable despite his deteriorating health. Even if it hadn't been pouring freezing rain, 
there wouldn't have been a dry eye in the house. Bart Starr's enduring legacy should be the standard he set, not just on the football field, but his humanity off it. In a way, the Ice Bowl sneak offers a fitting representation of Starr. He didn't always do what others around him expected, but he strived to do what was right. It's an example we should all strive to follow. Rest in peace, Bart. There really is no segue from talking about Bart Starr and and the legacy that he has into talking about football or anything else. I just want us to remember how rare it is to have someone like this as part of the NFL community, as part of the Green Bay Packers community. In the speech I played at the top of the show, Bart talks about people coming into our lives and having them touch our soul. It's impossible to look back at the NFL, its history, and the Packers' history and not feel like Bart Starr touched the soul of this game, of this team, and of this community. When Brett Favre was traded to Green Bay, he said the only thing he knew about the Packers, he didn't even know where it was, but he knew Bart Starr had been the quarterback, and he knew what Bart Starr stood for. One of the reasons we talk about Packer people and the idea of this team treating its players and its community differently than other places is not necessarily just the public ownership. It's not the small town feel. It truly all goes back to Bart Starr and the legacy that he created in the NFL as a player and as a person. If this feels saccharine to you, if it feels melodramatic, if it feels maudlin, I don't know what to tell you. This is how I feel. And when you go around the NFL and you talk to former players, it is impossible to find another great and really probably any player of any quality and hear them speak with the kind of reverence and hushed tones that people use to describe Bart Starr. He is sui generis. He is unique. There will never be anyone else like him. And that's sad. It's sad for us. It's sad for us as people who follow the Packers, who care about this team, who care about this sport, because his standard did matter. And hopefully it continues to matter. Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. Brett Favre at his peak was a better quarterback. Reggie White was probably a better player. Charles Woodson, a better player. But when we talk about the greatest Packer of all time, people are going to mention Ray Nitschke. And there, there are, there's a, a group of names. The team is is truly blessed to have all those names to be in consideration. The greatest Packer of all time is Bart Starr because greatness is about more than just what you do on the field. It's about the impact that you have. And although he didn't change the game on the field, he changed everything about what we expect from players and how they interact with their communities. 
And too often fans view that disconnect as something that is to be resented. They see players who don't engage in their communities and who don't try and make the world around them better and they resent it. And the reason that they resent it is because there is this example. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't want to use this opportunity to litigate those kinds of issues here. That's not what this is for. But because guys like Bart worked as hard as they did, those who don't live up to that standard stand out. And, and there are, of course, myriad reasons why fans are going to feel that disconnect between player and fan. And it's not just Bart Starr, obviously. There are tons and tons of factors that come into play here. But when Brett Favre, you know, hopefully far into the future, when it comes time for him, we aren't going to talk about him this way. Aaron Rodgers, we're not going to talk about him this way. There are plenty of great players who don't get this kind of send-off. And I think it's a reminder to all of us that we get to forge our legacy every day. And even though it is the case that he's not the best quarterback to ever play, he's not the best football player ever. You know, he's one of the all-time greats, but not the, the great. Doesn't mean you can't have a lasting impact on your community and the people around you. Because we don't just measure the impact of a person by the plaudits that they receive. We measure the impact of a person on how they affected the people around them. And that's what Bart Starr strived to do, was affect the people around him in a positive way at all times. Was he perfect? Of course not. But hopefully his standard continues to be one and continues to be one that, that more and more of us, not just professional athletes, strive to fulfill and achieve. Bart Starr will be remembered as a player, not just who spoke, but who had something to say. It's a standard that I hope to live up to every time I come in front of this microphone. And I know that I'm not always going to live up to it because it's not the same. But my responsibility is to, is to give you the best that I have. And that's my responsibility to you. That is fulfilling my responsibility. We have responsibilities to everyone in our life. And it's important that we seek to fulfill those obligations. I know this has turned into a TED Talk. And I'm not going to apologize for that because I think it's the way that, that he would want to be remembered. Because he was someone who spoke aspirationally all the time. And he, in every time he spoke to crowds, he gave them words of encouragement. That football he signed for me, I would be doing a disservice to him if I didn't live up to that message, that simple message that he gave to me by not encouraging you to do the same, to tell you that you can do it and to wish you good luck. We're going to be back tomorrow. And you know all of the things that I normally say at the ends of the episode about where you can subscribe, where you can find us. All those things are as true today as they were yesterday and as true as they will be tomorrow when we're back here and the rest of the week. Until then, stay Locked on Packers.